welcome to another world. Another world? Yeah, that's what I feel like I'm living in. Another (laughs) week in Lindsay and I's world. What are we doing today, Lindsay? Is it bad? I don't even know. Where are we going? (laughs) Oh, oh, guys, welcome, (laughs) welcome. We are going to Flower and Garden. Jeez, as we're, she's doing my hair right now for us to go to Flower and Garden after we record. She doesn't even know. She doesn't even care. Listen, braiding your hair requires a lot of focus. All she right? doesn't even care. No, listen, guys, Flower and Garden Festival is my favorite festival. Mine as well. I went yesterday to the opening day and I tried like everything. And Allie delivered the worst possible news and I'm like completely heartbroken over it. They don't have Lindsay's favorite thing. It's so for years, like three or four years in a row now, maybe even longer. It's the like the Isla Fresca stand. I'm probably not even saying it right, but it's where they had the shrimp skewer with the rice and the really good sauce mm-hmm. and the mango drink. And it was my all-time and they had, like, favorite a chicken. Thing. It was a good stand. It was pretty pretty delicious. Yeah. So now I'm obviously still excited, but I'm just a little little shattered a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we will have a flower and garden episode coming in a couple weeks. But Allie and I have lots of plans to go a few times over the next couple weeks, so we're gonna we're gonna save that for when we've tried yeah. all the things. I've almost tried all the things, man. Yesterday was a long day, so like I said, I went to the opening of Flower and Garden, got there like ten, and didn't leave till like nine o'clock. That's insane. I can't do that anymore. I was exhausted. It was a, such a fun day, though. I didn't feel rushed. Like, I didn't feel like I, like, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. Like, as I walked around, I got the things that I wanted. I saw the things that I wanted to see. Well, that is the good thing about Epcot is, like, I've. it's very rare I feel rushed at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Especially now that it's, like, being a pass holder and living here, I never, ever feel rushed at Epcot. And I enjoy it ten times more yeah, than I used to. Yeah, same. Yeah, I was telling everyone today that I, at work that I was going, and they were like, do you have a pass? And I was like, yes, I do. And I spend a lot of money to go whenever I want. Why, can so cast I members will. not get in right now? No, cast members are blocked out almost the entire month of March. Why? Like That's why, why Dominic bought an annual pass. That is so yeah, stupid. Dominic bought an annual pass because pa- uh, cast members are not allowed into the parks, which is crazy. So I have to make a really, I don't want to say irrelevant announcement. It just has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now or in the episode. But the Guardians of the Galaxy Coaster has Mm -hmm. an opening date. Apparently that was not supposed to get leaked. Oh, well, it got leaked. Yeah. Um, Well, now you have me nervous. But it's supposedly opening Memorial Day weekend. So Ryan and I are psychos. And because Ryan also is a cast member, but she bought a pass. Yeah. And thank God we did because, yeah, we already made our park reservations to go ride I know. the Guardians coaster. I'm really, really hoping. Listen, people, my restaurant is literally next to where Guardians of the Galaxies is. If we sense. don't get a cast preview for this ride, I will be heartbroken. Because will I realistically be able to go and ride it uh, and wait in the line? Mm. Well, I'll bet you $10,000 they do a virtual queue. Yeah, I don't know. They're going away with that because of Lightning Lane. Oh, really? I don't know if they're going to... I feel like there'll be a Lightning Lane that you have to pay like $20 per person to do. I mean, I've always had like mixed feelings about the virtual pass. Like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Especially with COVID, I completely understood it. But at the same time, like I remember being at Hollywood Studios and seeing so many families upset because they like changed park plans around because all they wanted to do was ride Rise of the Resistance they had tried four days and they never got it. And it's yeah. like, 
To me, if someone wants to spend four hours in line, let them spend four hours in line. If someone wants to pay the money, then go ahead and pay the money. But at the same time, the virtual queue is nice because then people don't have to do that. Yeah. So it's like, it's such a pro and a con. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm kind of hoping they don't do a virtual queue because I don't want the stress of trying to get a virtual pass. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. When you do virtual queue, you have you run the risk of m- a majority of the people trying to ride it can't ride it at all because they don't have a virtual. And queue. you know that is going to be a hot commodity when that opens. Yeah, I mean, after they started the lightning lane, did they continue having Remy's be a virtual queue? No, I mean it's it's no longer a virtual it's queue. A, it's so a, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. But it's rumored to open Memorial Day weekend, people. Which I think is crazy. It's going to be crowded enough. Exactly. But, I mean, I would believe they're opening it yeah. Memorial Day weekend because it's going to be crowded. So yeah. So they want it to be a big, big hit. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's get into the fun stuff. Let's get into our actual episode, not our side tangents. <laughs> um, so today the question comes from Julie, Kristen's sister. And the question is, who is your all-time favorite Disney CEO? Ooh. Which I truly don't have any opinions on this, so I don't even know if I could answer it. So, okay. I mean, obviously, I mean, right off the bat, I want to say Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's obviously too obvious of an answer. Okay, yeah, so, I was going to say. this one, again, keep in mind, if any, like, Disney history buffs are listening, mm-hmm. please just bear with me. I do know about Disney history, but not as much as the, the pros do. To be honest, I don't have one specific favorite CEO. I had, um, I really loved the duo of Michael Eisner and Frank Wells. Mm -hmm. And I obviously, I wasn't even alive when they were the duo. Yeah. Um, Actually, I was probably born when they were in charge, but I have no comprehension of what it was like when they were running everything but from what i've read about from what i've seen watching like youtube videos and say i've watched many many YouTube yeah videos. learning about the history of disney from what i've learned like is what disney needs in a ceo you know michael eisner was more about like the business side of things mm-hmm. where they needed to focus attention where like budgeting things like yeah. that you know, oh, we need, you know, more things for adults. We need this, we need that. But Frank Wells is more of the creative side. Yeah. So you had that balance because, you know, with our current CEO, uh-huh. the issue is it's all business. Yeah. And there's, like, he's sucking the magic out of it. But I am not even going to let that go into a side tangent now. But I think with a company like Disney, obviously at the end of the day, it's business. You need someone to focus on the numbers and all that, but you also need someone focusing on the creative and the magic of it all. I agree. Because that's what people that's what brings people in. Yes. So I would have to say the duo of Frank Wells and Michael Eisner, because I'm sorry, Michael Eisner's solo was kind of a disaster. disaster. I mean, look at Superstar Limo for Christ's yeah. sake. That to me describes Michael Eisner as a solo CEO perfectly. So But I think that's a great one. Before we get into the content. Guys, this is this is probably the best episode we filmed in a long time. And I know I feel like we say that every episode, but we have a special third guest with us that has not been with us in probably all of 2022 because we've been doing the iPhone notes. But my notebook oh, is I'm back. I'm looking at Lindsay like, 
who the hell is coming on our podcast? It's just me and you in this room. The notebook. It's like, who is our special guest? The notebook. Her stupid notebook. Guys. She's, she actually wrote notes again. And I did. And makes me feel so unprepared. But, like, I, I, to be fair, I'm going to wrap myself out. I was taking notes in a very irresponsible setting. Yes. At work. I was pretending like I was taking work notes, but I was definitely just taking um, podcast notes. Love so, it. So priorities priorities are clearly in check love here it, love it love it so what we're going to be talking about today has actually been requested by multiple people mm-hmm. not, some people not even that don't even listen to our podcast just some people that have like messaged us in general yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot I of feel like it's just a general question that a lot of people have about disney yeah you know? and i actually had someone message me last week you know so we're going to be kind of giving our advice about we're coming to the park for like two days. We're taking a weekend trip. We only have two days. And I remember back like years ago after our college program and I was going through my Disney depression yeah. and you just need that Disney getaway sometimes. Yeah, I've, all the time. So All the time. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that. But then Allie and I were kind of stressing. They're like, dude, there's there's so much. I literally there's wrote, so many options. There's so much. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of going to do a couple episodes about this. So this is what I called, and I put it in quotes, the budget-friendly okay. quick trip to Disney. So, again, because I remember me, after college, I'm uh-huh. like, I have no freaking money, but yeah. I need Disney in my life. Yeah. So I these are just get that. some of our suggestions if you just need a quick getaway to Disney. The biggest point I made, I said, if you're coming just for like a quick, so pretty much two days. Mm-hmm. Two days. I feel like that's every time I get a message, it's two days. Two days. That's just the magic number, I guess. I said the biggest thing for me is don't buy park hoppers. See, I was literally thinking, buy park hoppers. Why would you not? Save mo- To save money. Yes, but if you buy park hoppers, you can do all four parks in two days. Yeah. Easily do all four parts. Oh, easily. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I remember when I was getting tickets for my cousins a couple weeks ago... It's like a $75 difference. But you get a whole other park out of it. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not saying it's not worth the money, but for the people that are coming. I just feel like it would be so difficult to be like, you have, especially right now with the reservation system, you have to only pick two parks and that's all you can do. Yeah. I feel like you should at least get a park hopper for one of the days. Yeah. To me, if you have the money, definitely do the park hoppers. And especially now with the reservation system, it is really difficult. Mm -hmm. So honestly, like when my cousins were here, they didn't have a choice. They had to get park hoppers because by the time they bought their tickets the week before, Epcot was the only park that had availability. Mm -hmm. So they had to park hop. But if you are planning your trip far enough in advance at this point, which by the way, can I make a side note? I just wish the reservation system would go away. It's not going to. I was talking about it yesterday actually with Dominic and our friends. And we were like, why? I, I really think the reservation system is only in place now to, like, track how many folk, like, people are coming in. Because when I look at the calendar, annual passes are fully open. Yeah. Like, there's no holding back anymore. But that's also what bugs me is when my cousins were trying to buy tickets, they could only get Epcot. I could get yeah, anything. That's what it is. Like, they are limiting park ticket holders. And cast members. Cast members are never able to get a reservation anymore. Even if they're not blocked out of the park, there's no reservations available for cast members. That's so Which is crazy. It's forcing them to buy annual passes. And I sadly think that is the 
idea of it. Yeah. Is they want cast members to buy annual passes. Yeah. Which, again, I... Because it's all about money. Going back to yeah, what I said a couple minutes ago. We've talked about it before, but cast members get like in like self admissions, yeah. main gates to go into the parks, but it's not beneficial if you're blocked out if you can or never go. you can't get any reservations. So Dominic actually just went and bought an annual pass because he was like, I live here, like I work here and live here because I want to go to Disney and I can't get in ever. Yeah. So he had to buy the annual pass. He broke down, bought the annual pass. Plus, we wanted to go to the water parks. Yeah. So we saying, bought yeah. the water park. I haven't been to a water park in so long. But anyway, back to what we were saying. So basically, if you want to save those few extra bucks, mm-hmm. I've been there. I would say if you have two days... One day go to Magic Kingdom and one day go to Hollywood Studios if you're only going to do one day tickets. Because to me, those are the parks that have the most to do if you're only going for a day. Because this is my personal opinion. As a pass holder, I love Epcot. If I had to pay to get into Epcot, I probably wouldn't go. I love Epcot. I do too. But again, again, I'm coming from the teacher budget over here. If I had to pay, what is it, like $120 a day now... To me, Epcot is all about the drinking and the food and everything else. It again, it's all this is all perspective. Yeah. Uh, this is where I feel like a one day, one park ticket would be very beneficial for Magic Kingdom. Your Magic Kingdom day, just do a one park that exactly. day. Exactly. Because Magic Kingdom's a whole day park. But I feel like all the other ones are not full day parks. See, the thing is with Hollywood Studios is on paper, it's not a full day park. But the wait times at Hollywood Studios make it a full day park. But if you go at Rope Drop and you can get two or two of the big ones out Mm -hmm. of the way, then realistically it's not a full day unless you make it one. Yeah. But this is where it gets complicated because that all depends on the time of year you're coming. Mm -hmm. Because I remember last year my friend had a park hopper. But she ended up not using it because they were at studios all day because the wait times were, were so crazy. Ridiculous. But that's where they want you to buy Lightning Lane. If And I have talked to a lot, a lot, a lot of guests. And Lindsay and I both haven't tried it yet. Because uh, it's confusing. I want to spend one day at Magic Kingdom and we should do a whole episode on it using Lightning Lane and seeing if it's worth it for yeah, people to buy it. I would, I would do it. to know. Um, but I ask a lot, a lot of guests if Lightning Lane's worth it. And they said, if you want to ride anything... In this park, you have to have it. Mm-hmm. You have to have it to get anything done. Yeah. Because the but, wait times are crazy. So I'm going to make a side note here. And I am curious. And you know what? We should do this because Ryan and I went to Universal the other night. And mm-hmm. Universal has, what is it, Express Pass or whatever. Yeah. Whatever their mm-hmm. lightning lane is where you pay. And it's expensive. It's it like, is. It varies on the... Um, it varies on the... Uh, like occupancy of the park yeah so one day it could be nothing one day it's two hundred dollars yeah so ryan and i got in line for velocicoaster and it was like a it was a 60 minute wait we Mm. only ended up waiting like 45 but this guy we know because this guy had on a loud outfit yeah and because ryan commented like oh look at that outfit like i would totally wear that he got in express lane a couple minutes before we did we got up to load we got on the ride before he did was he express or single? It ride? was express. Because I thought Velocicoaster didn't accept it. I, I, he was an express because single rider wasn't operating when we got on. So I, I, I thought the same thing I too. I thought that 
Hagrid's and Velocicoaster did not accept it. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't Single Rider because we were told Single Rider wasn't operating because Ryan and I were going to go do, single, do rider. single Rider. So I don't know if something happened where people got passes to come ride it. But something, this is why I don't like Universal, because it's pure chaos all the time. Always. Because I thought Express wasn't a thing for Velocicoaster. Single Rider wasn't operating. So I don't know if the ride was, like, down mm -hmm. earlier or, you know, they did, like, the come back and ride mm -hmm. later pass thing. Or, you know what I mean? They give yeah. out those things because I got it for Hagrid's one time. But I don't know what it is. But whatever it was, wasn't yeah. moving very fast because we got on at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's, I feel like, also at Disney yesterday... I was waiting in line for test track, and we were moving, 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 and Lightning Lane had no line. As soon as Lightning Lane got a line, we stopped. Yeah. Like, we weren't moving because it really, really affects the rest of the line and how it goes. To be honest, I loved when there was no fast pass or Lightning Lane or anything. The I lines moved like so the fast. the lines for everything were significantly less. There is a YouTube out going over, like, the different systems that they had. The Paper Fast Pass system, Fast Pass, and Lightning Lane. And it compares all three and how it affects the rest of the park. They did a whole research thing on it. It's very, very interesting. Definitely go watch it. Who was the um, YouTuber? I'll have to look it up and we can post, post it. Post it, okay. And everybody should go because it, it is very interesting. It shows how these different implemented systems affect the rest of the park, which is, I thought, very cool. It's very telling right mm -hmm. now. But anyway, so Magic is definitely a full day park. Hollywood Studios and the rest of the parks definitely aren't. So if you had two days, Allie, mm -hmm. and you had park hoppers, what would be your schedule? I If I did have park hoppers for both days? Yes. So I would do Magic Kingdom and do Rope Drop Magic Kingdom the first mm -hmm. day and do all of the big rides that I wanted to do, everything that I wanted to do in Magic Kingdom. And then I would take Monorail over to the Epcot. To, Epcot. to the Epcot. The Epcot. <laughs> the one and only. I would Monorail over to Epcot. And Epcot, you know, is a great place. They have some great rides. Frozen. Mm -hmm. Hello. I love Frozen. Soren. All those fun ones. But it's it's not a full day park if you don't want to walk no. around, eat, and drink. So you can get those rides out of the way, which Lightning Lane does work across parks. So if you park hopped over there, you could do that. And then you could also get a great lunch because Flower and Garden is going on right now. Yep, yep. And then you can park hop back over to Magic Kingdom to watch the fireworks. Do whatever you want to do. Get a couple more rides in. Or Harmonious at Epcot. Or Harmonious, if yeah. If you didn't want, if you did everything you wanted to do at Magic Kingdom, just stay there. Um, but... I do have to say, if you're only doing two park, two days at the parks, you're going to be tired at the end of it, but just just go for go it. Go for it. it. The crash will hit you when your trip when is over. Yeah, and then you can recover. That's fine. So then you would do... So then the next day, I would probably start off... Here, this is a tough one. I would start off with Animal Kingdom because the Animal Kingdom closes really, really early. Yeah. And it, it does not make sense for it to be the second park that you go to. But you have to bus over to Hollywood Studios. And I remember we did that one day. Mm -hmm. And it, it took, took forever. forever. That's one of those moments. If you're only there for two days, I'm sorry, ship out the 10 bucks for an Uber. Uber. I agree. Because at that point, $10 isn't going to make or break waited. your bank. It, it was like a 45-minute yeah, transportation it thing. It was really, really bad. We almost didn't make it back over to Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, But... We, I, you know, Uber, take the bus if you're trying to save some money and go over to Hollywood Studios. I went to Hollywood Studios the other night 
And like an hour before park closed, the wait time said like 30, 45. There was nobody in any of yeah. the lines. Any of them. Guys, so, side note, an hour before park closing, they bump up the wait they times. They do. They bump them up. We went to Toy Story Mania. It said 45 minutes. 45 on the thing, we waited not even 10. Yeah, they bump up because they don't want people to come yeah. ride. They want to scare people away. Yeah, and Just a lot of people it. left. And then and then that was when I got on ro- the line for Rockin', um, and it actually shut down. Like, we were in line watching the people launch off, broke down, lights came on, everything. It was crazy. I'm jealous. I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous of the people that were inside. I know. I, and, I have this weird thing. I love getting evac'd off rides. And I was with Maddie... <laughs> And she, she, I guess she had not really seen that before. And she was like, what if it got stuck upside down? And I was like, Maddie, that is literally not possible for a ride to get stuck upside down. It would stop. For those of you that don't know, all of the Disney rides have e-brakes everywhere. Yeah. You would not stop upside down on a loop. That is not how gravity and everything and science works. works. You would stop at the next e-brake system. Yeah. So, just crazy. Which is fun. Because, like, when you think about it, it's like... I get it when it's like quick thinking. You're like, what if it does it? But then when you think it? about it, it's and I not was like, possible. No, it's not a thing. Yes, but that that would be my two days. Whether you start off with Magic Kingdom and Epcot, or you start off with Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, both are great. Yeah. Both See, are great. my two day system on paper really doesn't make a lot of sense. But for me, when I would come for like quick trips. Night shows were my priority mm-hmm. because I only got to come to Disney a handful of times, so it's like I needed to see the fireworks. But they also had great nighttime shows. Exactly. So if nighttime shows are your priority, this is where it gets a little sticky because Magic Kingdom and Epcot right now are the two nighttime parks. Yeah. So transportation, this isn't logically the best two-day system for transportation, but it's still completely doable. Mm-hmm. So my first day, I would start out at Animal Kingdom because get there right at Oak Rope Drop. Mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom most of the time opens about an hour before the other parks the other do. Ones, yeah. And it's pretty, besides Pandora, the rest of Animal Kingdom for like the first two hours is empty. Mm-hmm. Everything is yeah. a freaking walk-on and for like the, safari, the first hour or two. The safari, like if you ride it in the first hour, like the animals mm-hmm. are usually out and very active and waking up and yeah. So, because every time I've gone to Animal Kingdom for rope drop, I've gotten everything done by noon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially if you want to ship out for Lightning Lane for flight of passage, it saves yeah. a lot of time and. Yeah. I've also talked to a lot of people and they say they wish they had done it more than once. Yeah. For Flight of the Passage. passage. Because, and said that it was worth it for Lightning Lane. So yeah. If you play your cards right at Animal Kingdom, you go right at Rope Drop, you get there early, you're done everything by like noon. Yeah. And then I go to Magic Kingdom because then you still have most of the day. Yes, it's kind of similar to the Hollywood Studio situation where the buses kind of take forever. But again, mm-hmm. ship out the money for a Lyft or an Uber and you're good to go. Yes. And then you get the rest of the day at Magic. You get the fireworks. And then the next day, I would start out at Hollywood Studios. Again, get there as early as you mm-hmm. can. Rope drop. And then end your night at Epcot. Because Skyliner, or you can even walk from studios to Epcot. I don't need that much time yeah. at Epcot. I just need a few hours to do like one or two rides, get some drinks, get some food. Uh-huh. Harmonious. That's my two days. Yeah. So I think that's good. Like you said... Night shows are important, so I just find it very interesting that with Fantasmic potential being at Hollywood Studios, Listen, you wouldn't want to do that. But 
But Fantasmic's not back yet. Okay. So honestly, if Fantasmic is back, that's where it gets, this is where it all, like, you know, I can't even talk about that right now. When Fantasmic <laughs> comes back, we'll do a part we'll do two a part of this, two because and, that and just completely throws a wrench in all my plans. Lindsay will change her, her idea of what she wants to do. I mean, I think that we have pretty similar, yeah, pretty similar, just the parks are switched around a little here yeah. and there, but yeah, I Again, agree. it's all about what's important to you. If you yeah. need to kind of prioritize what you want to get done, mm -hmm. and if you're coming for two days, sit down, and I would say, are the night shows important to you? Yeah, That's I the agree. first question you need to ask, is because that definitely affects your schedule. And then, this might sound stupid, but to me... What rides are your priority? Yeah, no. Because seriously. if Rise of the Resistance is your priority, that definitely hinders when you should go to studios. Yeah. And when if you don't care about Rise of the Resistance, good for you, first of mm -hmm. all. And then it, And yeah. if you're like me and you care about food, <laughs> where do you want to eat? Where do you want to be at that time when you have that reservation? Mm -hmm. Where do you want to where do you want to be in Epcot when you go to Space 220 to see me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. We've got a lot of messages about people looking for you at Space 220. It is, uh, guys, I'm always wearing space buns. That Every is the number day. one way to find Allie the, is the space I buns. I am always wearing space buns. Every day. Yeah. Every day. I'm the blonde girl with space buns. So to sum it up, you know, it's we got to get going because it's flower and garden time. I know. But to sum it up, if you're only doing one day tickets to save that extra few bucks, definitely just do Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios because you're going to get the most value out of your money yeah. from that. If you're doing park hoppers, it's definitely doable to hit all four parks like we both mentioned. Yeah. So we all need that Disney getaway. Spend the money. It's definitely doable. We'll be doing another episode very, very soon about how to Daddy. save money at Disney. Mm -hmm. But for now, it's time to go to Flower and Garden. So it's I'm not goodbye. It's see you real soon. I won't say.